Google, Sundar Pichai says they're going to stop tracking all of our activities all across the internet just to target us with personal ads. And some think this has to do with Apple, with Tim Cook's new app tracking transparency in iOS 14.5, which tries to compel companies like Google and Facebook to ask our permission to get our consent before following us across apps in the web. And that this is Google finally coming to terms with our right to privacy and to choose for ourselves. But it is absolutely none of those things. Sponsored by Skillshare. Only a small percentage of you watching are actually subscribed. So hit that button and bell and we can build the biggest and best community in tech together. To be 100% crystal clear, iOS 14.5 app tracking transparency does nothing. Absolutely nothing to prevent first-party tracking, meaning Google can monitor our activities on their own sites and apps on the Google search page, on YouTube, in Gmail, and in the Chrome browser, on Android with Google Play, which is a massive, a huge percentage of the activities a lot of us use and do already. Apple's not going anywhere near any of that. So if you search for Apple or Star Wars or sourdough recipes, Google will be able to collect all of that data and serve all the personalized ads they possibly can. App tracking transparency just means that if we leave one of the Google sites or apps or go somewhere else, anywhere else, like Pokemon.com and then Tesla.com, then open a diary app or a dating app, play a couple of games, whatever, sites and apps that may use Google Analytics or embed a YouTube video or integrate Google plugins, it means they should ask us before collecting all of that data. That's it. That's all. It's no different than apps having to ask us before they access our photos or our contacts or our camera or our physical location. All it means is that they now have to ask us before they monitor our digital location as well. But here's where it gets really, really super interesting, where Facebook is having the tech giant equivalent of a massive temper tantrum over all of this, just utterly and completely losing their shirt. See my previous video. Google is doing the exact opposite. They're going quiet, super quiet. And it's almost every bit as scary, maybe more. See, when Apple first started hitting privacy hard during their incredibly popular keynote events, Google and Facebook, they really didn't know what to do. Not at first, not at all. Previous buzzwords and tech trends, they played completely into their strengths to the cloud, the rise of AI, artificial intelligence. Those are the ones that Apple had to scramble to buzzword along with. That's why I think Facebook initially tried to conflate privacy with encryption and Google just tried to conflate it with data retention but none of that worked and the pressure just mounted. And as Facebook started to spin and lash out, I think Google actually started to figure it out that they really didn't have to care, not at all. So now when Google announces they plan to phase out third-party cookies by next year and won't contribute to use any similar technology, anything designed to replace third-party cookies, it sounds great, fantastic, epic victory. But no, they announced all that before thanks maybe in some small part to the EU forcing cookie disclosure, Apple blocking them already in Safari, and now maybe forcing disclosure through iOS as well. But the truth is Google doesn't need those cookies. They haven't in a good long while, and they'll probably be even better off without them because what they're gonna do instead is move the tracking from the cloud, from the servers, to the devices, to the browser. It sounds similar to what Apple's been doing with on-device intelligence, but where Apple's goal is to get zero knowledge, to be as removed from our personal data, from our privacy as possible, Google's intent is the exact opposite, 
to make it perhaps more efficient and more perfect data, but only unto Google. So they're going to use technologies like federated learning to sort us like a sorting hat into cohorts with similar advertising profiles. Then they're going to use those cohort groups to wait for it auction us off for exactly those same types of personalized ads. Now, that might still sound like a win, even a small win, but what it really means is Google still gets to track us across all of their own hugely, massively popular websites and apps like Search, YouTube, Gmail, Chrome, Android, and maintain incredibly, deeply personal profiles on all of us and sell ads against basically that perfect information just like that. But now... Now, Google's competitors, including Facebook, only get the cohort groups, which puts them at a competitive disadvantage. Probably not much for Facebook because they are so damn good at building profiles and shadow profiles from their own first party and broker data. So good, there are tons of conspiracy theories maintaining they must be listening into us with our microphones, but they're not. They are just that damn good. And more than that, what cohort group we get sorted into because you can only ever be in one cohort group, could reveal quite a lot about us, our predilections, our habits, and our vulnerabilities to pretty much anyone paying for them. And if you want a deeper dive on how all of that actually works, just let me know in the comments. So where Facebook keeps hemorrhaging credibility and affinity and comes off looking like some evil anti-privacy monster, Google comes out looking like a hero by giving up nothing while simultaneously hobbling their competitors and probably ultimately giving up just a little more of our privacy doing it all to avoid the one simple decent dignified thing everyone from the eu to apple is asking many of us are asking them to do and that's not to stop but just to get our consent offer us better services offer us better experiences please and sell us in exchange any which way they can just ask first. And if you agree and you want to amplify that, or if you disagree and you want to clap back, just drag me across the internet. I see you watching there, Zuck. There has never been a better or easier time to learn how to make a video of your own. You can do it with stock footage, no camera necessary. You can add emotion, show the passage of time, and show what you say, as well as basic editing tips for smoothing, ordering, and adding music and clips, all with Nikki Stephens' class. Or if you want to be full-on, face-on in your videos, Ali Abdal's got a terrific class on video editing with Final Cut Pro from beginner to YouTuber that'll get you started not just right, but right now. Because that's the true power of Skillshare. It isn't just one class, even several classes. It's an online learning community that offers real membership with real meaning and with an annual subscription that's less than $10 a month. You can learn illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and more with real projects to create and the support of real fellow creatives, more than 7 million of us learning with Skillshare. And the first 1,000 of you who click on the link in the description will get a free trial of Skillshare Premium, totally free. So act now and start learning today. And clicking on that link really helps out this channel. Hit the playlist above for more, much more on Apple versus Facebook, Apple versus Epic, Apple versus everyone. I'm breaking down all the drama, all the issues, everything that matters to all of us. So hit that playlist and I'll see you in the next video.